Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Coaching Through It. We're back again. Julie? We're back again. I was really struggling and I was, uh, I was not frustrated, but like, yes, frustrated, but also understand that like, I really wanted to a more debrief time yesterday. Um, Go on. Well, I, just because I think there's a lot of things to talk about, right? Like it was like, well, there's a lot of things to talk about after that. Um, I was really struggling with uh, asking deep questions with, because I kept holding myself back because it was like, uh, this isn't a counseling session. I feel like it's a fine line. You know what I mean? Like when we get to that point, like, it, and it was, so you were talking about your session, like you, you're like your client said, Oh, Laura was like, are we really talking about this? And I think I had an opportunity to do that. And I held back. Cause I was like, I feel like this might be too personal. And is that not what coaching is? You know? Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, we had two practice sessions where we did a mock kind of code agenda creating and talk about a real issue in our lives so it got it got personal or it got real uh, some might say and the practice was we we're supposed to coach um, someone else in our class in our cohort and um, go through this within like 25-ish minutes and kind of walk through powerful questions was the goal in some ways asking the what and the how and so Julie and I both did our own practice sessions with other people you only had one other person right and you're yeah. Hair? Okay. Yeah. I asked the question. Um, so we came back to debrief. You're, I'm with you. I wish that we talked about this more. So I guess that's why we're going to coach us through this now. Um, the question I had was, I worry about um, not therapy because I'm not a therapist. I'm never, I've worked with a lot of licensed uh, licensed professional counselors. Is that what it is? Yes. LPCs. Mm-hmm. So uh, people who've gone through clinical things and master's programs and PhD clinical, and that's not what coaching is. And we've talked about it. It's looking forward. And I think I asked a question on the forward. I want someone mentioned an issue and the surface level was I'm a new person in a leadership role, um, mentioned something about being a woman on a campus in leadership. And then was exhausted that came out of it so my the goal was originally like to get strategies to move her forward and um think about ways to to, for better self-care but there was an underlying issue that i want to get to me this is my flaw maybe working at a a, an organization like get to the root problem and i said and i asked a couple other follow-up questions just to clarify like we're supposed to and ask permission and it, the root problem is there's other things going underneath that are emotional and that is in her ba- pa- past, which is a therapy thing. And that's why I asked, like, I asked if this is the route you want to go because I nudged, uh, I didn't nudge my client in a bad way, but I just said, you mentioned this thing. Is this what you want to talk about? And I asked if that's okay. And you held back from that. Why? I I think for me, I just thought like, this feels very personal and this feels mm-hmm emotional and I feel like the messages we've been getting is that is not what coaching is about right and Mm. and maybe knowing what the topic was I felt like it was going to be a lot of issues around guilt and uncertainty right and like and that feels that feels too deep right that feels like too far into the counseling space um and so I so I don't know right I think it is one of those things like okay there's nuance and I'm sure with more experience, it's like, okay, how do I navigate that 
Cause I do think you have a responsibility to your person that you're coaching to like, to, to go there, to have the conversation around here is what is blocking you. Right. Yeah. Um, but I would have, yeah, but it was very much like, I don't know how to have that conversation yet in this situation. Yeah. We're pretty new to meeting people and we'll say that Julie and I haven't coached ourselves because God knows what we'd unpack and unravel right. there. It'd be a Pandora's box. Um, but I will say I did ask the question, like, is this okay if we go in this direction? Cause I want to get deep. And I think the point, um, so this, this uh, coaching course we're in, a lot of it's focused towards higher ed. I think there is a lot of surfacing and service level conversations amongst yes. academics, academia, administrators, staff members. People are just not comfortable to get into the nitty gritty of what's going to be ugly. And I asked that question and my client said, yeah, we can talk about it, but I might cry. And I said, and, she, and then she was like, is that okay? I was like, I'm okay if you cry that's fine with me. Is yep. that okay with you? And she said, yeah, it could happen. I'm like, great. I might cry too. Who knows? We'll see how this goes. And I, I phrased it that way. And so we're in this ICF training. So I think this is why you're asking, like, should we do this? And I said, I don't know if I can't not do this, Julie. It's tough to be like, yeah, I want to get in there. And maybe it's, we're talking about two things about like boundaries and barriers, I guess. Um, so what, how do you know where those are and how do you define well, those? And I think it's very interesting because my client did say at the end, she was like, I also kept it very surface. I kept it where it was safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I was also reading off her a bit, like not pushing anymore. Right. Like maybe there was two people there in that situation. Well, I mean, there were two people there, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like maybe there was, I was reading, feeding off her a bit. Um, I, I also do think too, I was like, in my mind, I was sort of like, this is a practice session. We have like 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to mm -hmm. unpack this and like not be able to wrap it up. I think there was also part of me that was like, I think she already knows. And if I bring this up, we're going to end in like this very awkward, like deep place. And is that where you really want to end this conversation right now? Yeah, that's a good caution. Cause we only had, yeah, 25 minutes. Usually have a coaching session for about an hour where you could do like, give someone a heads up. Hey, we're going to wrap up. Um, but I said, so I did this with cognizant of time and I did, our time went over a little bit on her end with the client and that was fine. And I said, I said, we're at a point now because there was a breaking point. I said, yeah. we could probably go on and talk, but we're at a point now where I'm going to pause and like take the coach hat off because we're going to switch. But mm -hmm. um, how did that feel to you? And we came to a point where she came to a revelation, like an aha. She said yeah. an aha. And I said, okay, let's stop. And yeah. I'm glad that you had that aha. And we came back at the end where we, we debriefed, actually. We finished our time, and then we debriefed with each other and said, well, what do you take away from that as a, as a client? What do you take about that from a coach? So we actually had time in our session. We kind of kept ours about 20 minutes coaching and the extra time. I think we had an hour. Do we have an hour and 15? No. It was an hour and 15. It was, it was like long, but not long enough. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we did maybe 30 minutes coaching and used the 15 minutes to debrief between and at the very end and we both set our takeaways as the client and takeaways that we're we struggled with, with as a coach yeah so I think it's going to be like that and it was interesting because I there's this two levels of ACC and PCC in this ICF the um, International Coaching Fe uh, Federation um, that you can level up based on your hours of coaching where it's like having uh, Katie said it's like coaching presence I was like is that just not like emotional awareness like right part of me is like it's funny we've been talking about emotional intelligence at work we're developing some trainings yeah and so I'm like, isn't this all just emotional intelligence like <laughs> 
Yeah, and I got the sense, like, you and I can read people well enough to go, oh, there's something else there. But I have to ask yeah. them the question to get them there. Um, how are those what and how questions for you? Oh, I hated just only asking what questions. And so I deviated from that a little bit. And not a ton. Like, I, mm -hmm. I played... You know what I mean? And I, and I understand why that was our instruction. So our instruction for this activity, I think, so that we could practice the powerful questions, because that was the point, was to only stay in questions of what, right? So that we were really focusing on the client, really letting the client lead the way, not worrying too much about trying to sum it up ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but I think to your point that I, I do agree that you and I are, I, I mean, I consider myself to be a very empathetic person. And so like, I feel like reading people as part of that. And so there was a point when I was like, okay, I'm not going to go into a what question. Like I'm going to sit here and, and say, here's what I'm seeing, you know, like, does this resonate with you? And because of that, here's my what question, right? Like, but I think I took a little bit of liberties with the like reframing or summarizing piece of it. Cause I was like, I'm not just going to sit here and just ask what questions all the time. Cause it felt almost dismissive in some ways of kind of what the, where the conversation was going. Right. Um, it's yeah. less what like a relationship. Like you're yeah. thinking, it's cause you want to have a back and forth and I get that. I think that's, I think that's fine. And I get the idea of questions were to clear the path, but you also want to, I think, repeat or rephrase back to your clients to say, you said this now, what does this mean for you? It's fine. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I think the best kind of questions. And I said this to my partner, like, She'd given me an example of like, what are the three things that would make you kind of bring you joy on a uh, desert island? And because, and I was like, oh, thank, thank God I have a story now. I'd be like, I'm on an island. What would actually make me um, yeah. happy, less anxious? Like, this is me just answering. I was a client and being coached. And I was like, I actually like that idea for me. And I think, um, I think it works for certain clients, is what I'm guessing. Yeah. 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 This goes back to the question. So I, I made a note from the previous week because we've we skipped a pod, you and I, because we got a life and, you know, stuff's happening. Um, the word empathize. Yeah. Remember we talked about that? Because this connects to this a little bit, right? It does. I think it does for me. And I think that, um, you know, I made this comment as I was debriefing my experience, right? Because uh, we did get personal um, and when I was the client and I think like I, and she was like, well, you were just really open. And I was like, what you need to know is that I will take the train to vulnerability city. Like how you want to go? So like, like that train is always at my station and it's just like ready. So <laughs> The open express is what I have in yeah. my mind. <laughs> you know? And so like, I, for me, it was very easy because I, I was like kind of open. And so mm. we did get to some vulnerable places and I think, um, I don't know, like, I think there is part of me that's like nervous because I do like getting to the root. I do like asking questions and like digging and empathy is, is a core strength of mine, I think. And so it's weird to think about, and maybe I'm just over indexing on what I'm hearing, but like, it is very strange for me to think about like leaving that at the door. And I feel a little bit like that's the messaging we're getting, right? Like, you're not going to be able to like relate in or empathize or like nod, you know, like when my client in this practice round was like laying out the situation, I was like, fuck, like that's, you know, yeah. like, I'm going to take a minute and be like, let's just sit with that for a second. You know, like 
and everything that is about what I know around like hearing people and like witnessing experience, like leans into that. And it, and it's interesting to think about the power of not and what happens when you don't. But like, I also like, I don't think I'll ever be able to really turn that off. Yeah. You, when you said that in class about empathy and empathizing, like we do this in so many ways, it's not just verbal, it's, like body language, I like we we do these coaching sessions on video so people know. And you and I will probably continue to do this with clients on video. And so that's who you meet on in different uh, Zoom rooms. You could do it by phone, and I think I wouldn't be opposed to doing that by phone. Um, and I think you and I have shared in different conference calls. It's been great when we've not been on screen, so people can't see our yeah. reaction as as hostile as they are. Or like you know, we we know that we emote. And um, I think as best we could have poker faces, we don't. And that's not a bad thing to have the feelings. And I think the idea is, I like this one said, like, why don't you call it out? It says, it sounds like this is going like, wow, it sounds like a lot's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And letting it sit is good to go that for maybe your client to go, huh? Yeah, I got a shit storm of fuck all like shit here in my face. Like, I, yeah, like that's it. Um, yeah. Maybe it's also style. I think this is going back to that style, coaching style episode we had um, before, because I feel like part of it is that's how people relate and open up as well. But it's this idea of like, oh, I see myself in you. And so I know that I can like trust you and like build a relationship with you. Right. And I think there is so much about saying like, you know, wow, that's hard. Or like, wow, I see you that like allows that trust to be built. And if you're really Mm -hmm. trying to like solve problems or like move obstacles out of the way, I feel like you have to be able to like build trust and be like that our obstacles are the same, you know, like how many times do you, you know, I have little people in my life and I feel like a lot of times I'm like, that is not a problem. Like, I'm sorry that (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you only got you only got three red skittles in your package but like that's not a problem like, oh i'd be right? upset i'd be upset about that one actually <laughs> you know uh, what I, mean? <laughs> I think that carries through like and yes as we get older we learn to like i don't know deal with stuff like that but like i, I think that is a, a true thing that you still want to understand that like your hard things are hard things or you want people to understand that like your hard things are hard I think for the clients I've been talking to from higher ed, there's been some harsh damage to people and they're of different identity groups. And if I don't really open up, like I'm not representative of their identity or affinity groups at all. Some of these clients that I'm thinking of right now. And if I don't like get raw with them, they won't get raw with me. Like there's been some people holding back and it's of, um, there's been people of color, a black woman, um, someone on the LGBTQ spectrum and, and said things like, thanks for saying that. Like, I see you as an ally now or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had to, like, I think it's for me, I still struggle with that because I think um, they don't need to see themselves in me. Cause I'm, I'm not like, we're from right. different countries. We're from this, but they can <laughs> recognize that um, I hear them or I'm open to a conversation about it's not been easy. Or I think, I think that's really, really invaluable. So when you said that, I was kind of like, there's certain groups that need to have more empathy and need to have someone hear them because they haven't had a voice and been heard for so yeah. long. And I, hundred percent. And I think, I think it's like, it, it'll course correct. Right. Like I feel yeah. like right now as we like figure out what's going on and we learn things and that ultimately I'll kind of settle into where, yeah. 
it is my style. I think I'm also, as a person, very in tune to like, oh, there is an exam that we have to take. And so I must follow all of this as written, like <laughs> as instructed. And reality, oh, is that what you're doing? Oh, shit. I need to follow your lead. God damn no, it, Julie. Why did you tell right. me this? <laughs> right. But like, but in reality, it's like, it's all real squishy, right? In reality, yeah. there are going to be people who want to talk to you and people who don't want to talk to you. And that's like, I mean, that's life, you know? I, I liked it when um, we have a, someone in our courts from Ireland and I just laughed because I get the, I'm fine or I don't mind a lot. And they made a comment, like culturally people are just tuned to do this. And I actually had one of my students who is African-American. She said like, all things are all good. And like, I was like, well, there's the fucking race riot at the door. So how, how is that good? She goes, okay, no, it's not. So like without taking that extra question of, is it fine or what does fine mean to you? Like, I feel like some people and, and maybe that's the level of maybe we're on this like vulnerability train and openness train too much because I feel like I'm okay with saying it. And even if it's scary for the person to go, Oh my God, she just said that to me. Uh, they open up and they react in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to your point, like you just said, I think that, um, the world, and I don't, well, this is a really slippery slope right here, but like the world is an interesting place right now, you know? Yeah. And I think that for me, I am like, can we get to it real quick? Cause I really, I want to know real fast. Like, are you, are you a person for me or are you not? Yeah. So like, let's, let's get there real quick. Yeah. And there's like, going deep really fast because it is, it allows you to know if there's relationship there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you might yeah. only have like honestly three sessions with someone like they sign up for three sessions you want to get into it and move on and i don't want to waste people's time and i want them to go to know that they're in a safe enough space that they can divulge and be real talk with me yeah. i think that's part of it and um i think it's it is funny to think about the boundaries of you saying should i dug into deep like maybe are people afraid and like how do people react when you like I don't know what your real talk is and you don't have to share what your practice session was about but like how do people feel when you're like pretty open about things and vulnerable I think she was surprised honestly mm -hmm. um and partially was I I don't think well and I I mean for me I was like that's the first word I the first time I've said those words out loud like whoa we just hit something you know mm -hmm. And, and I think she was surprised because I don't think she thought I was going there, you know? Um, and so, and I think, you know, she was like, uh, and I was like, no, like, let's lean in. Like, you've just hit something. So like, let's keep going, you know? Um, it's funny. One of my favorite questions, and I got this from a friend of mine, I won't take credit for it, but, um, uh, would sit down and ask people, what's your story? Like as an opening line. And I think it's amazing because like, the variety of answers you get to that question, mm. right? Like, I mean, you can get folks who are just like, oh, I'm sitting here at a table talking to my friend Laura and it's Sunday, you know? And then you get people that are like, it started in 1982, you know? <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, like, a dark stormy morning. I came into right? the world. Yeah, no, I think... I like the what's your story um, and that's resonated with like working with my students in the past and that's worked with like I think that's a really good yeah. opener of like not who are you it's like what are you about like I do like that open-ended like what's happening what's good like I like the what's up people and what's going yeah. on yeah 
Um, I think like, it's not a bad thing to, like, we've always talked about, I think when people come in, especially if there's lots of emotions and we are going to feel like we want to empathize, I think the idea of getting them to clear their head or clear the slate um, was kind of an activity to do. And I think that people have more things on their mind than anything else, right? There's like, oh, we've got all these things going on. And reality, they probably don't. They just need to like blurt out a bunch of mental garbage. And then you're like, all right, great. Let's move on to what we need to talk about. And it's, it's hard to do that as a, as a human um, and say, like, I'm going to ask you these questions, like how, what? And I, was, I struggled with how, what, and not asking a why. Yeah. So you had to, and we both kind of did, but in a practice session, we both, when we played coach, I was like, ah, like, we were like, I want to ask you this, but let me, let me think of this. Like, I, I had to think about like, how, what, how, what, how, what? And I was like, but part of me wanted to ask why. And I guess that gets to like, where does it come from? And the history thing that I think you're talking about, you want to avoid going back into therapy and digging to someone's past. Yeah. How can you not do that? Well, right. And I think it's, you know, it's funny because I, uh, and I will share what I was talking, I was talking about, well, originally what I intend to talk about, we did not see on the agenda, which is another thing that I think is interesting <laughs> okay. to talk about. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that next. My original topic that I wanted to be coached on was like coming up with a morning routine, right? So mm. as I said, I have littles in my life, we're getting ready to homeschool, right? Like all the things we had in the school year. And I was like, I really think I want like a morning routine where I can like get some time in for myself and just like feel prepared for the day and all these things. And, um, so we did switch it from the morning. Oh yeah. So we were talking about morning routine originally. And she said, and, and, and I was like, kind of like laying out the problem. And I said, and I know that a lot of people would say, just wake up at five o'clock. And I said, and I'm not going to do that. So like, that's not an option for me. Like, <laughs> and, even, like, and she was, and in the debrief, she was like, you said right out, like, I'm not going to get up at five. And so I like, I didn't even feel like I could go there. I didn't even feel like that could be a suggestion. And I was like, I should have pushed. I think you should have said, yeah. why? you know, what would it take to wake up at five? I, I, like, I think there is this idea to your point about like the why, right? Like, why does that? What's up with five and what's yeah. holding you back? I know I had to reframe it a lot in my head. It's funny, hilarious that you went from morning routine. It was something else you went to. I did like evening routine and it's really something else about like <laughs> taking on my partner's anxiety when there's ambiguity and I live in that. And his, his, he's like a project. I was like, you're right. It's not about my nighttime sleep. It's I'm taking on someone's anxiety when we don't know what's going to happen. We never know where yeah. we're moving into. We have a house idea, but we don't know what it really looks like and if things will fit in. And so I think, uh, I think really good questions and I guess this is the powerful or we could talk about I'd love to talk about motivational questions with you because this is something you've mentioned in, in the world of work um, but I think powerful questions get you thinking out loud like what you said things you've never said before out loud aha moments is what I heard in sessions I was like well I guess the real issue is this is what I said in my session like it really gets you to go huh, it's not the thing I think it is. It's actually this other underlying thing that we've kind of dug into. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, but, and I do, I hear it and I understand like why there's a framework. I understand like why when you're learning something new, it's like overflex on this tool because you're learning it and it's new. Mm -hmm. Like I get it, right? I've taught enough. I've coached enough, like not coaching, coaching, you know what I mean? But like, so I get all of those things. It doesn't mean that it's not hard and that I don't want to critique it from my own experience, right? I have a slight cut on my foot from the lake. Sorry, I'm just looking. <laughs> but, 
what what happened to you to get the cut on the lake actually we had a flashback um i don't think flashbacks are bad in some ways i I will say so i got a flashback to a lake moment where you and i were at a lake and there was two hospital visits in one day just for fun fact jet skis are involved possibly some adult beverages lots of yelling off a deck not from us another belligerent friend of a friend and i think about like why couldn't you dig back into someone's memory to think about like how they were in that moment if they said something that came up about the the past so an example in my coaching session my client actually talked about um like we were talking about leadership it was really cool i was like tell me about what a leader looks like to you and it was pre-covid i was like okay now in covid hmm these are the responsibilities of a leader and what you have to take on and is it different is it the same is it challenge if you're a woman uh that people don't see you with enough experience not that you feel it but you're just taking more on and i think digging into the past like I guess I put my how questions into the past questions um, in a in a good way. Like I wasn't digging for someone to bring up their emotional demons, but something from the past in my client's life was impacting their current um, work experience. And they just didn't want to talk about it because they put it in a drawer before. And they said that they're like, I actually have this other thing that I haven't really dealt with and don't know how to, and I'm not, I'm missing this piece. And I was like, okay. And that's when like tears happened. And I was like, oh, I'm going to cry too. Damn it. Like I can't, I got to turn off. I'm like, hold on, let me turn off my video. Ah! So I don't know. I can't do that, Julie. I can't, it's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Would you turn off your video if you had a, a huge emotional reaction? I guess not. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I turned away for a second. I was like, oh, whoa, Ugh, you know. <laughs> but Was that like a oh, emotional bat or what was the? Yeah, it was more like, whoa, this has caught me off guard. You know, I think it yeah. caught me off guard. So. But like I, I said, I was going to Vulnerability City, so I was ready. Yeah, and I think of it, like, so I was thinking about, like, this video. So we have a video on. Um, I wonder if people, some people might want to be coached without video, actually, because they might yeah. feel safer to say things. And I think about this back to my interviewing days as a researcher. I got some really open answers on questions like when i asked for research questions and i would ask for follow-up and tell me more and what else you know things like that um give me an example can you explain that more and i've got some detail imagery and examples and ideas and in the process of people talking it out loud they really had some like huh i haven't thought about this or hmm yeah. i'm thinking about this different now um and my research was just on like online communities it wasn't about themselves but it was there was pieces of it about themselves because i guess it's some identity work in there um but they really thought about it deeper when we were we weren't on video a whole lot that was my choice just because i i like take notes when I'm, um, I'm interviewing people for research and so i wonder about that if we should make that an option for coaching I mean, I do think that's fair. I also think there is something to be said for being like held accountable by seeing someone's face. Yeah. No, you're right. I don't know. But I hear you. But then I don't want to lead someone either. Right. Yeah. God, we have to work on a poker faces. Where's Gaga when we need her? And, and you know, it's like, we haven't even gotten there yet. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because like, it's not mm-hmm. a great subject. Like the, the, mm-hmm, like the empathetic nodding and like the empathetic, like, mm, yes. Like the, oh man, that was real hard to like try and control. So <laughs> what did you do? I just 
like, I, well, I was able to like control my, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I was not able to control my nodding. Like I said, one is two, doing only one is better than doing both. So I'll just like nod every now and then, you know, I did a deep nod is what I did. I did the, I'm showing you right now. Oh, there you go. Deep nod. Mm-hmm. And I did like a looking thinking pose because I was, Ooh. or maybe it's like, maybe I look down and write and let them know I'm going to take some notes as we meet i typed my notes this time but maybe i would do a look down and yeah mm-hmm. we have to work on our faces i want to see your best like instagram face of um listening intently without emotion <laughs> it's hard it's hard to do that uh it is no i think you brought up uh, you like the last couple of weeks from doing this practice to talking about um empathizing i think it's it's really important to let the client lead and not lead them and i think emotions and facial and verbal tics that we have i think it leads them a bit i hear that i hear that but i also and not to like totally make this a circular conversation but i also think it affirms them and i think you need we're gonna like actually work through stuff right like yeah they feel like they're on the right track or or just that they're not like being judged like i think there's there's a there is a line about encouraging or like you know some might take that and be like oh i'm saying the right thing so i'm gonna keep saying this but i also think that some folks are like is this okay to talk about you know like and your ability to affirm what they're saying or, or welcome that is going to allow them to be like oh it is okay to talk about this it is okay to have emotion it is okay to like want to dive deep into like whatever we're talking about you know like all of those things are okay yeah i think it's this it sets the tone for how you will interact with a client um and i guess like instead of the uh uh-huh would be tell me more um yeah that sounds interesting tell me a bit more about that like what do you mean by that like i've asked what do you mean by that um, which is which is a what question? Thank God. Okay, good, great. <laughs> I just do that like normally because people say things, and um, I th- I think I know what they mean, but I want them to talk it out more. Yeah, yeah. Mm, all right. So, what is something you're gonna think about from the practice that you want to work on? And I'll think about this too. Um, so, from whether it's like the week eight co-creating the agenda and the actual practice that we did. I think something for me is, um, you know, figuring out how do we stick to the agenda while being open for it to be a little free form, right? So something we discussed at the end that I think was a shared experience for a lot of groups is like, you know, someone says, I want to talk about this thing. And then as they talk, there's so many other factors into everything, right? And so how long do you let the agenda play, right? Or do you let it kind of stray before you reconnect? And we got some really good tips that were like, you know, time-based, which I do like, like, okay, we're about halfway through and we haven't really addressed some of our topics we designated at the beginning and the agenda, like, how do you feel? Do you want to go back to that? Do you want to keep going this way? Um, I think for me in that situation, I'm, as I've already said, I'm going to need to get more comfortable with not following it as a rule or as a script. Like I, I don't do well when I feel like I have to follow a script. Um, right. Yeah. Tell me more about that. This is me coaching. 
Right, I like it. Um, well, I mean, by that I mean, like, I think when I feel like you have to write an agenda and you have to stick to the agenda and you can only ask them what questions, like, I will do those things and it feels very clunky. And I think recognizing that, as we've said, in practice, you over-index on a skill as you're learning it, but that in, in, in true experience, you're probably not going to actually do it that way, right? That you will the agenda, that you will course correct, that you will have different topics that come up that actually become the real issue, You'll ask more than just what questions, you know? Yeah. And so for our listeners, this is the, um, we did have a session on the co-creating the agenda where we asked the client what they want to talk about. And so that, that identifies a topic or an issue. Uh, you ask them why it's significant or top of their mind sort of thing. And then you ask them about something they want to reach by the end of this coaching session. So the goal is talk about that one thing that's really important or top of their mind. And then they're going to come out with some sort of actionable item that maybe could be measured or just might be a strategy or I don't know, something else that will come up. And then you repeat all that back to the client say, is this the direction we're going? So your concern is if you leave that initial goal, um, I don't know. I think about it as do our clients already always know the agenda. And that's kind of where I put a little nudge in to ask like, in this topic you've mentioned, there's this thing that's creeping in. Is this something you want to talk about? And that's kind of, I don't know if you could get that earlier because I think I agree with you because you are kind of like talking and the conversation we had was behind the agenda. Like what's the actual root problem? Like this was said, which is comfortable. Like I want to get a better morning routine, sleep better at night, but the real issue is something else that's impacting those two things. So like, I think that would be my question is, um, it's like a bait. It's not a bait and switch. It's a recognizing like the thing you said, it's not actually the thing you want to work on that will help the thing you said. Yeah. 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 And it was also interesting because my client made a comment like, well, I also think my topic was too big. Like the mm. client that way about their own topic at the end. And I was like, gosh, how do you know? Because you know, we've been listening to these sessions of Katie's podcast, which is great, by the way, go coach to coach, go listen. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Um, and I feel like every time they open a show, I'm like, you're not going to solve this problem. Like, I don't know. Like, and and they get somewhere. Right. And so I think for me, I'm like, man, how are you going to know that something's too big? Like, how can you make that judgment? Because you're supposed to trust your client. And if this is what your client wants to dig into, then like, you're going to dig into it. So how do you learn that nuance of saying like, wow, that seems like a lot. Like, do you want to just focus here? Or is that the midpoint check? Right. Is the midpoint check. Like, it feels like we have a lot that we're talking about here. So maybe should we just focus on one thing and that you're really, you know, like you, you seem very focused on this one piece of our agenda. Like, do you want to stay here kind of thing? Um, That's a good call out. Actually, what you said is like narrowing down partway through might be a good idea. Like let's focus on this and this other piece of what you want to really talk about comes up or I guess the conversation we were suggested, like, what's the relationship to this topic based on your original focus or goal or whatever the session? Um, it seems like this is coming up more. Is this, yeah, is this something you want to kind of redirect to or will you want to talk about more or do we want to go back? Um, I guess it's, it's hard because it's kind of like it's organized conversation. <laughs> like, That's a great way to put it. Is that, is that it? Like, it's a kind of like a, a form structure organization, it's, which is good to keep it in an hour. Um, and it has a certain cadence and pace to it when you get into it, I think. Um, but maybe that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, I think you and I should just have more organized conversations. 
<laughs> I think we are. Okay. I think we are. In, in a way, we said, let's talk about a little bit about feelings today and practice sessions. Um, yeah. Do you think we've covered, like, things that we're thinking about? Like, my, so my takeaway from some of that would be, I do need to think about self-presentation. Um, I don't want to be leading. And that's what my concern is about the video concept. I, I like the idea of video so people can meet and know me. But it also, and I get that more people like that. Um, yeah, I just don't want to lead people into like, oh, you're saying the things I want you to say because my coach is nodding or has some eye recognition yeah. or, ah, yeah. So I need to work on some of the, the visual. And then I haven't, I don't think I did enough on the, like the verbal ticks, but maybe we should have recorded that. You know, that's something I was like, oh, I probably did a bunch of ticking. Mm hmm. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Like, who knows what I said? So. Yeah. I hear that for sure. I also would love to, I think this will to just be okay with the silence when I'm thinking. You know, I think in this first time, it was fine to be like, oh, hold on, I'm thinking. And I found myself saying that to the client, right? Because knowing that, <laughs> that, that that verbal thing, you went, Ugh. yeah. Yeah, like because I and I think I took for granted and I broke out a couple times. Not broke out, but like broke. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like broke the oh. roll. Thank you. Yeah, because I was like, oh, this is how I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling, and knowing that they were also in this practice situation because we're in a class. But I think learning to also just take a minute and be okay with like the silence of as you're thinking as a coach. Like, what are you asking next? You know, or just naming like, thank you for that. I don't even know if you'd say thank you for sharing. That feels very like help group, you know, but like, and yeah. I think it's important to do that. Like I, I did say, um, I appreciate you sharing that because it sounds like something we need to talk about. What do you, and I asked a question. So I yeah. don't think that's a wrong thing. Um, I do think it's funny that you talked about this. We're in these practice sessions, which is fine. So like I actually did a coach time out let's go yeah. cut and I did that and so and it's funny because my partner also did that and I was like okay let's debrief about both because we're like coach add off and I said I'm gonna cut it here because we sure could go for another half hour and probably get you where you need to go but you actually have a couple things you're gonna actually take away and do already and this is like we had real talk about stuff and I think she's gonna do these things so I was like mm, I can't wait to see where it goes um so um yeah I think it's um this role playing and you and I haven't done this. Maybe we'll do this on the pod. Uh, yeah. So I guess some of these things are just practice. I hope we get more of that. Cause that was good. I do too. I agree. That was really good. I was really nervous. I think just cause it was a new thing. And it's not a new thing. I mean, how many conversations have I had like this over the course of my life? Like as an advisor, as a student affairs professional, even just at work, like coaching colleagues, as a like sister coaching your brother sister as a stepmom you know like yeah. all these things. but like I think just it, it, it feels like a new situation it feels like a new hat right so I I did definitely feel some nerves going into that so is there because there's some bumpers on these this one like it's a little bit more defined yes I think so I mean I feel like I've said it many times already in this conversation but like I feel like the guardrails like shake it off you know like our friend Tay Tay I know did you see you know, shit's getting real when Tay-Tay stands up for the USPS. Like, when Taylor Swift is, like, calling the alarm bells for the Postal Service. Like, you know shit is getting real. But um, I I like to just be able to, 
like be with a person like what does this person need and like how do we get there you know and and i and maybe i feel like i'm restricted maybe that's what's happening too much i don't know I don't, I think that's a good call out to say we have some kind of guidelines that we're following based on ICF, but I don't think it's a bad thing. And so something we'll say is this is one way to coach and who knows what kind of coaches are out there. Um, But we're just kind of practicing this model. And I don't think, I think your personality and style could still fit into that. And um, don't worry, T Swift stand you could you could still get there and shake off a bit of the guard you have a little bit of bumper but they're cushiony let's say they're cushion bumpers yeah yeah like those bowling ones there you go well that's a good point i haven't bowled like that for a long time um no i think it's good um anything you're thinking about that we should oh one thing i will suggest to our, our listeners uh we both read or are reading a book around feelings yeah, I got like two thirds of the way through, then my love ended. I was like, oh shoot. So I need to get it again. But I liked it. No Hard Feelings is the book. Uh, Liz and Molly. Also, their Instagram is amazing. There's Yeah, I like Instagram more than I like the book, if I'm being honest. I did get the book on the digital copy so I can see get the photos for when I do some presentation. Don't oh, worry. Yeah. The library copy came with the photos on the Kindle. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, it, it feels just kind of like the uh, same, same, same. In some ways, for me, so I like the I like the Instagram, for sure. Little bit. Well, for those of you that don't have emotions in your office or workplace, because <laughs> Julie and I wear them on our sleeve, um, this is a good book for that to unpack some of the real feels. And some people don't do this well, and even the people we work with, it's just a good reminder of putting into work. My partner was also reading it because uh, there was pictures involved, so that was a good persuasion. Uh, <laughs> like it, it's just good to think about like. I even think higher ed folks could read it if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So no hard feelings. Okay, cool. Do you have anything else you want to recommend to our friends? Um, what am I reading right now? I just started Abby Wambach's book called Forward. Oh. From years ago. Yeah. How was that? Um, it's really good. I also, uh, I started it because I just finished Glenn Doyle's Untamed, which I will recommend 150,000 million percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I will say, I started it, and I put it down because I was like, this is privileged white woman. Like, I can't even deal with it. Um, and then I went back to it, and she talks about it, and she addresses it. And I think there is – I don't think it's perfect, but I think there's a lot of really good stuff there. Um, that probably does resonate with me because I'm a white woman. Um, and just got me really curious. So she's married to Abby Wambach now, and so I uh, picked up Abby's book to read that. And it's pretty great. I will so, check out that – book uh that's interesting i read untamed i was uh so so on it i get uh, i kind of get where her background was coming and explained being christian mommy blogger to like things i don't i didn't really know too much people love that book but i was like it was okay it talked about some things um the book i just read that i really liked was a memoir uh by a local when i say local (laughs) where i live now local in texas um I'm just going to do this book. Uh, so How We Fight for Our Lives, Sayyid Jones. And it's a memoir. He's pretty young as a writer. Um, was lived in, lived in Louisville, Texas, and uh, just encounter who we are. I don't know. I guess I've been reading. Maybe I should check out Abby's book, then more memoirish books, because yeah. people interpret their lives and where yeah. it takes them now is an interesting thing for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the book that I just read. And I'm going to continue on with Pretty Bitches. 
And if you look at the Amazon bookstore, it says pretty bosses because they get, can't put the word bitches or something. Uh, I'm being called crazy, angry, bossy, frumpy, feisty, and all the other words that are used to undermine women. So each chapter is a essay on everything like too, like too much to this. Uh, yeah, you name it. Nurturing is a chapter. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's okay. good. Recommend it. Cool. Well, until cool. next time, Julie. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the lake. Enjoy. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.